0: Great Friday on b and great blitz, appreciate that, good stuff, getting you into your weekend. Headlined by Texas baseball, already one down, two to go for the Horns, emphatic last night, 12-2, to two. Porter Brown, three home runs, it's been a good, uh, good pickup for David Pierce and the Horns, a graduate transfer, downtown Porter Brown, so many big hits this year, and certainly three big knocks last night. How about in the last two weekends now, they've had two players hit, you know, driving eight runs which uh, I believe I heard Craig Way say this, that I should go back into the 70s for uh, the last time a Texas baseball player drove in eight runs in a game, uh, which now they've done it in back-to-back weekends. Eric Kennedy did it last Saturday against San Jose State, or last Friday night. And then uh, last night, Porter Brown, three home runs and two, and uh, uh, part of a four-for-five night. Also, Dylan Campbell extended his hitting streak to 31. This guy's just a machine right now. Had a bunt single early in the first inning, but he also had a big home run uh, later in that game. But as we said, the pitching situation for West Virginia, they started a freshman last night. They did not start their normal Friday starter, and they're starting their Saturday starter tonight, which is interesting that it almost feels like the uh, Randy Mazey, the coach there, is trying to finagle his pitching staff a little bit. Started
1: trying to do some shenanigans here.
0: There are a lot to would just say, you know, stick with what you've done, put your best pitcher yeah, on Yeah, I mean, mound. you've had a
1: pretty good year, haven't you? Yeah,
0: just don't mess with a good thing. and start tinkering with it, you know, we'll see. Now, you know, he could have, you know, because Lucas Gordon, Gordon, your ace, can go out and pitch a great game because, you know, the 12 runs kind of hides how good Lucas Gordon was last night. Lucas was phenomenal over seven innings, four-hit ball, uh, just doing his thing. Do you realize Lucas Gordon right now, the year he's putting together, we'll get you some stats on him coming up, but he he is in the top two or three or the top of pretty much every pitching category in the Big 12. So I, I could almost see Randy Macy saying, you know what? let's save our best arms and not face Lucas Gordon cuz our guy can go out and pitch great and we still lose it. Right. Um I don't say he gave this game away, gave this game up, but he didn't put his best pitching matchup against Lucas Gordon, uh, so maybe they'll have the advantage. And all they have to do is win one to, to knock Texas out of the race. But remember, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma last night big time, like 14 to 2 or whatever, and so they're only a game back right now of West Virginia with two games left. Uh, they're rooting for the Longhorns to at least win one more. And if they beat Oklahoma again and sweep Oklahoma, they'll have a shot at this thing. So it'll all get settled between now and Saturday in the Big 12 Conference, and it's very, very close. Right now it's West Virginia on top, a game up on Oak State, two up on Texas and K-State with two games to go. So it's going to be a fun finish. Also, it should be a fun finish this weekend at the PGA Championship. And uh, we're going to talk to our buddy Craig Flowers about that coming up because Craig has played Oak Hill. He told me that yesterday. He texted me. He said, "Man, yeah, you know, I've played that course. It is a beast. <laughs> it is a beast." Uh, so we'll check in with him. Uh, you, you now, John Rahm is probably not going to win this thing. I don't no. think you're going to shoot six over in round one and still win it. Do you have a secondary pick now that you've seen around and you've seen this golf course? Somebody you like?
1: I don't want to pick DJ, but man, he looks good.
0: His back injury caused by his wife is healed.
1: <laughs> He's all
0: healed <laughs> He's up. All healed up, apparently. How about Victor Hovland? I know you like Victor. I he's, do. He's two under yesterday. He's a guy that's sneaky good and sitting right there. Scotty Scheffler.
1: I do like Straka, too.
0: Sep? How about the name Sep? Sep Straka. Sep Straka. He's a
1: round-shoulder gentleman.
0: Uh, he, is he? Yes. Is he a bigger dude? He's a bigger dude. Okay. A lot of flat bellies out there. Um,
3: all right, so there's your leaderboard there. No, the- you know
1: what I'm going to take? Who? Harold Varner third. How about that?
3: Good. Get on board. What's he? What's he sitting at?
0: Uh, looking.
3: I'll give a. I'll you gotta, give. You got to scroll down a little, little bit to get there. To well, yeah. yeah. When before well, they make the he, cut, man, it's he's just, a plus. It's, it's, get on the Corey Connor string. Come on. Is that who you bet on there, Ty? Yeah. The Canadian who is it's like plus sixteen hundred right now.
1: Wow, that's a good pick.
3: Twenty five to one four hundred. Yeah, I mentioned he played his college
0: golf at Kent State, the Golden Flashes up there where I grew up, uh, first eight years of my life. And then somebody texted Four Dead in Ohio. Remember that great song? Oh yeah. Uh, that tragic event? Crosby Stills National. You know, my parents Absolutely. Were, my parents were both my dad in was then? in school there when that happened. Uh, absolutely back in the early seventies. Hey, can we go to the Vaqueros hotline and check in with our guy from the high ground? He is Craig Flowers. Uh quick programming note. <laughs> Hey, Craig, you know, I want to thank you, by the way, because uh, you and I had a great, great visit. So I have put together another new podcast. I've got two of them now, the Eyes on Texas podcast and a podcast I'm calling Be Curious. And it's a sit-down conversation with, I, with people I think are interesting and uh, I want to know more about. So you are the first guest on Be Curious. That is now posted at our uh, Horn YouTube page, about an hour and 30 minutes of conversation with you, Craig. And I want to thank you for doing that. Hopefully it's the first of many uh, curious conversations that I'll have. But thanks for doing that, my friend.
2: Well, it was a lot of fun, and uh, there was no. I was glad that there was no reverse chicken talk during that podcast. <laughs> oh, that was come uh, on. That was, that was good. Every time, I, every time I see a swimming pool now, I just uh, chuckle. <laughs> That's <laughs> I a problem. Mean, it, it's, a, it's the
0: goofiest. thing.
2: You've probably
1: heard well, Marco. Man. You've heard enough of Marco Polo in your lifetime um, with the kids around the pool, chicken
0: fights. Hey, uh, Craig. By the way, if you if you go to listen, <laughs> you'll hear Craig's thoughts on leadership from a very high level. Also, how a guy who grew up in uh, you know, playing sports, playing baseball, wanted to be in the big leagues, ended up uh, 25 years on a colonel in the U.S. military. It's a really good conversation and a lot of uh, insights to be gleaned about Craig, who he is, and uh, how you can be a better leader in your community. So go check that out. Horn YouTube page is where you're going to find it. But, Craig, before we get into some other topics, you played this course they're playing the, the player the PGA Championship on. You've, done, you've been up there to the country club at Oak Hill.
2: I have. I've played uh, four rounds there two of the rounds i played about nine months ago and what's fascinating about that course my best friend from high school's a member there he flew apaches in desert storm and now he lives literally right across the street from oak hill and they park about 20 or 30 cars in their in their giant uh, yard there and their sons make a little bit of money but oak hill it first of all is as difficult as you imagine it to be but The first time I played it was in the last time they did the PGA there. And believe it or not, we were playing the course, unlike this year, we were playing the course about two weeks, three weeks, before they had the PGA championship. It was actually open. And it was in a summer month. It was in a summer month. The rough. I could not believe how – I probably lost a dozen golf balls, not because I didn't know where they were. I knew where kind of they went, but the rough was so deep you couldn't find it. And w- what I've learned about that course is, and I talked to the greens, one of the greenskeepers there, that that grass up there can grow as much as, as a half an inch or, or even an inch in 24 hours. Oh. So that – by Sunday, you're going to look at a – you're going to see folks on Sunday that are having to hit out of six and a half inch rough and they're going to have to hit it almost like a, like a sand shot, like something like a plugged bunker shot. And it's going to be significantly different on Sunday. And I heard that reinforced last night on the, on the golf channel, where they said, you know, this thing's going to, they have another inch and a half of rough that they can expect by Sunday to, to grow in there. the, I played there nine months ago, and before they did, like as you've said this week, they did shut it down many months before the, this PGA Championship, in large part due to the weather. Because as y'all have talked about, you know, when there's a, a frost, uh, it, it, if you step on a green or a practice, any sort of grass there, you just snap off the the grass and kills it. So that's why they've closed it so early for this year's PGA Championship because you were playing in a different month, uh, a, a much cooler month up in Rochester. Let me tell you, th- there's no good time to go up to Rochester, but if you're going to go, <laughs> go in August. Yeah, there uh, you go. Uh, you just go in August. And and I went. we played in August there last year. And hole number 18 is an interesting one because the green, if they put that, if they put the pin at the top of the green on 18 and it's very similar to escondido out at horseshoe bay where many of the pros go before the masters to practice because you're looking at 12 slope type greens out there and that 18th green i think this thing could go to overtime with extra holes and if you're above the hole on the 18th green you got to get really really lucky uh, to, to to one or two putt because there are going to be some three putts on Sunday on the green on 18. I, I I had about a 10 foot putt behind the hole on 18 and I there was no one behind us so I tried to stop the ball I, I probably putted it 12 times <laughs> and I could never I could never stop the ball um, when I was behind the pin on the 18th green just nine months ago at Oak Hill by the way the pro shop phenomenal pro shop it is as mirrored as you suspect when you see the background drop but then you go into bucky you'll love this you go into the locker rooms it looks like a a a north little rock arkansas 3a football team locker room (laughs) it is rusted out aluminum it's not even a 4a arkansas high school football
0: junior college locker
2: room yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's got a lot of juco in it i mean they're metal beige uh old stand-up you know from the 1960s and 70s and guess what those members that pay a lot of money to be a member there they don't want it changed. no they want it they want it that way they want to keep it that way but what you see outside which is five a five-star golf course and the restaurants and the pro shop unbelievable but when you go in the locker room it's like you're walking into, you know, happy days.
0: They haven't upgraded it. That is hilarious. Hey, Craig, is that best friend who lives across the street, the Green Beret, who who you met because Pablo Escobar put a bounty on his head? Is that that guy or is that a different guy?
2: That's a different guy. That guy, that, that <laughs> Green Beret, is waiting for me in the gym as I'm sitting out here in a parking lot There right you go. Now. This is a... This is a different guy who went to St. Bonaventure, and now he owns a wealth management company up there. You know, Rochester comes from a lot of money, Kodak.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that
2: was a rock in town for for a long time. But um, listen, I got Adam Scott. Um, I I like Adam Scott. I like um, um, Deschambeau and I think you can obviously put Scotty in there, but there'll be one more. That'll that'll appear. Hopefully, it's that club pro. That'd be some exciting.
1: Wouldn't that be fun? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, your horse confidence game going to uh, sit out this one? The 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 race is back to back too quick. Not exactly. enough time between. Exactly right, coach. Yeah,
2: yeah. And the only the only horse that's re- going to the preness that was in the Kentucky Derby. It's the winner, right? Is Mage. Yeah, yeah. Mage. Mage who won it, and Mage is the favorite. But but I think there are only nine, maybe even eight uh, horses in the Preakness. You know that that Derby it, it, it'll it'll nick you up a little bit and make you a little sore. So they, um, you know, we decided we're just going to make sure that our our horse. It's all about the horse. We want to have him at a hundred percent. There's a lot of races ahead of Confidence Game, but if you look at that field, you know, Coach, I, I don't know how Mage recovers from such an incredible performance. I mean, if you go back and watch the Kentucky Derby, confidence game was number one out of the gate, but Mage was dead last and came out and, and won the thing. The old cliche matters, you know how well, you finish. Well, you know, yeah. if you win
1: that, you know you got to you're you don't have to go to to the to the Preakness, but you but you want to be highly prepared. encouraged. Yeah, well, you're highly encouraged for a lot of reasons. I mean, history and everything else that goes along with it. But of course, the Belmont is just so long, Colonel. You have to be at tip top shape and. That's why when you look at when you look at uh, history as when Secretariat won it and just destroyed him in the Belmont, that that just still amazes me. You know, when that when when I look at horse racing and what Secretariat done at the Belmont and the way Secretariat won the third leg of the Triple Crown, it's just phenomenal. And these races come so quick for these horses; it's it's unbelievable.
2: That's why it's so hard. Secretariat was obviously an elite performer with incredible heart, but. That Belmont is the longest of the three in the Triple Crown. Uh, the Preakness is the, sh- the shortest, but still, you got to bounce back so oh, yeah. quick from that Kentucky Derby. Uh, you know, Mage is the favorite, and you can certainly pick four horses and have Mage among them and box that. But absolutely, uh, I, it's it's so hard to do. Um, you know, you can go and this is this is what I'm. If I'm going to bet it, I'm going to go. I'm going to place two bets. I'm going to go three, four, five, and eight. And I'm gonna I'm gonna box that and then I'm gonna take Mage out of it. Mage is three and I'm gonna go one uh, four, five, and eight and and box that. The field is not as big as the Derby so there's not gonna be people crashing around. But you know, as much as we'd love to see a triple crown winner, and we always kind of root for that, but mage, uh bouncing back from a derby that quickly is rare. And um uh, You know, put Mage in in your pick, but but don't count on that one.
0: It's a special horse for sure, and we'll see if Mage is just that uh, coming up tomorrow at the Preakness at Pimlico. Uh, It is in Baltimore. Hey, uh, uh, coach, real quick, quite Ty, I called you Ty. Uh, Craig Flowers is with us from the high ground. You'll hear him tomorrow morning, uh, 10 o'clock, with the the crew there. Right. And uh, so, by the way, I saw this. Now you are now making your home in Oklahoma. Uh, your mom, your wife, want to get back, be with her family. Uh, moved here from Westlake, so you're up there. And right down the street, they filmed a movie called uh, the 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 latest di- of the Flower Moon. Yeah, the latest Dica- uh, Martin, Martin Scorsese Leonardo DiCaprio film, and that is that is debuting at Cannes Film Festival right now. Are you? Yep. Uh, did you make an yep. appearance in this? Did you find your way into this cast? Because it was in your neighborhood where they were filming this film. <laughs> You I'll tell the... you a
2: funny story. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story about that. You say my home in Oklahoma. We actually have a house in Oklahoma. My home is in Texas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but the uh, um, we, we are up here taking care of a uh, great mother-in-law. But, uh, yes, when we uh, moved into this house up here, it, within 30 days of us moving in, uh, we got a letter in our, bo- in our mailbox, and they wanted to rent our home uh, for— either leo dicaprio or uh, um what's his name
0: De Niro? De Niro. uh
2: De Niro. yeah and so we we met with them um and sat down and probably had two or three hours of meetings and, and when scorsese was living just about two minutes from our house for six months when they filmed this this movie's filmed in in bartlesville and Pahuska, oklahoma and uh so Uh, Scorsese rented a heck of a home just down the street from us, but we had to leave our home, get it all staged, leave our home, and Robert De Niro and and his um, group uh, walked through our home, and uh, we ended up not signing a contract because back then COVID was still going on, and he didn't think enough people wore masks enough in Bartlesville, so he rented a home in Tulsa and uh, turned out to be a blessing because there were – he owns about 20, maybe even 22 dogs. Um, and these dogs are all the same type of dog. It's a little short Johnny um, that stands a, about 12 inches high, and they travel with him on their own separate plane. And yeah, this is as hard as this is for me to tell you and hard as it's to believe, it was as remarkable for us at the time. And so he rented a home in Tulsa. And he ended up tripping over one of his dogs and blowing out his ACL. So the film was delayed. Uh, But um, Leo DiCaprio, he he was just down probably a quarter of a mile from our house, the house that he rented when they filmed this movie. And it was not uncommon to look out and see him running. Uh, He was a jogger and working out. You'd see him running by the house, and you could tell because he runs really goofy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> this film also has uh, my, my my guy Jason Isbell, the the, uh, the performer, the uh, musician. He's in it. Also, uh, Sturgill Simpson has a role. It's based in it's a timepiece, period piece, based in the twenties, uh, made by the score says Killers of the Flower Moon in Colonel Flowers' neighborhood, there in his house in Oklahoma. His home is still in Texas. Thank you, my friend. Good to hear you. you'll be listening Thanks, to the Colonel. high ground tomorrow. Thank you.
2: All right, gentlemen. See you
0: on the high ground. What that story? So not only is Robert De Niro a father at ninety, got a bunch of animals. So how, I'm trying to figure that out because they were filmed. Colonel was telling me that story. Retired Colonel Flowers was telling me that story, way back. It was right after COVID was was, was winding down, and he's like, "Yeah, because Craig moved up there. His mother, his wife's mother, it needed needed them to be closer."
1: Does Colonel want to be called retired former? Well, and he would that, tell you I mean, this way. There, it's, it's, it's the
0: proper way to say that? it is colonel retired. Craig Flower okay. is colonel retired because he's not currently a colonel. Once you retire, you're not a colonel anymore. He made it to the rank of full colonel okay. and, and did that in his early 40s, which is pretty incredible. But he, um, he, it's now colonel retired because he's retired.
1: Regular dude Craig, can I say that? Yes. Does that work too? Craig Flower, But you don't yeah. use the word colonel in there any longer? No, it's not. Okay. He, he would say that that's it's improper. Not, I'm not impor- a colonel anymore. There are still colonels.
0: Okay. I'm not one. I was one, so now I'm retired as a colonel. But uh, yeah. So
1: West Point.
0: Yeah, West Point. He played the Oak Hill. Yeah, think about it. Well, go listen to that podcast. You want to know everything about Colonel, or former Colonel uh, Flowers. It's a very good It's called Be Curious. Uh, looking forward to doing more of those where I sit down with interesting people and uh, go deep, go deep. You know, on the radio show, we get a few minutes with a guest, and uh, these can go longer. That one's about hour 30. You can fast-forward through parts that uh, don't keep your attention, but I promise you there'll be plenty about his time in the Army, his leadership beliefs, and... Uh,
3: he's a really intriguing guy. So, Colonel retired Craig Flowers. We can, we can still call Cameron Colonel Cam, though, because that's pardon. a nickname named yeah. after Colonel Cam <laughs> he's Parker. He's not true, yeah. Colonel Parker from uh, Stolen Elvis. Balls. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis. Yeah. I don't Elvis know if days. that
1: Colonel was a real Colonel.
0: So, Let me get this right. So, to, to Craig's story, there, De Niro travels with twelve dogs. Twenty. Twenty dogs, and they sound like little little fellers. Yeah. He tripped over it, blew out his ACL. When did he father this child? This recently When he been blew there. out his ACL. <laughs> when he was laid up. When yeah. he was
1: laid up, yeah. That's when it happened.
0: Come see Robert. Man, that, oh man. Way to go. Yeah, that is the movie. It's debuting right now at the Cannes Film Festival. Killers of the Flower Moon. Looks like a pretty good film. Basically, it's about 1920s. Members of the Osage Native American tribe murdered. The FBI stepped in. And trying to investigate because their land had oil on it. Were they killed for the oil? Because I know a
1: couple the, of members of the Osage tribe. You do? I do. I have friends that are Osage Indians, as a matter of fact.
0: Okay, we come back. We'll pick up these conversations. We'll get you a leaderboard from uh, the course that the coach was, the colonel was just describing up there at Oak Hill, Rochester, New York. How about that? The uh, One of those holes at 18, Buck. If you get up above it.
1: Oh, no, you try to put it and try to stop it. (laughs) Right back down.
0: down. We'll be back. Be any other horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. By the way, I looked it up. Martha Stewart, who we were talking about coming out of the Blitz, was incarcerated for six weeks, two months at the federal uh, prison camp in Alderson, West Virginia.
1: It was just the fact she was in West Virginia was enough.
0: And that was it. Now, she didn't want to go there. so thought it was too far away. Her mo- 90-year-old mother at the time couldn't come see Martha Stewart when she was uh, an inmate. She wanted to go to a, a different one, but the Bureau of Prisons said she could. But then it turned out that uh, COVID, oh, I forget was going on. What, what did they say was happening? There was something that, uh, this was way before COVID, um, that she wanted to go to FCC Coleman and down, but they couldn't because of Hurricane Ivan. That complex was not usable. I don't know. She ended up in West Virginia. You know what her nickname was in, in the in the hole?
1: What was it?
3: M. Diddy. <laughs> M. Diddy. That's what she says. M. Diddy. Martha Diddy. Wow. Okay, there you go. She was definitely out like a celebrity prison, though, right? It was a federal prison. Yeah, but that isn't. There's,
1: she was in the white celebrity collar,
3: section. Low security, where they were playing like golf. And no, no. Eating no. buffets. Dude, Alderson, West Virginia. There, there was, is no. There's nothing there. <laughs> Yeah, just exactly. a prison. No, I don't know. I might have to look that. It's up. just
0: time. Nobody wants to have their freedoms taken away. Freedom, go to That's prison. Right. But uh, she did. Hey, can't under hard to understate how big this game is tonight for the Longhorns and tomorrow night in baseball. We said it yesterday, but now the Longhorns have taken one. You know, they've moved up to number uh, twenty-five in the RPI with that win last night. Now, in addition to these being important games for the Big Twelve Conference, these are important games for Texas in their their RPI ranking when it comes time for the. Uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, and so last night, they, they jumped up from 31 to 25, almost made up, because when they remember the game they lost to San Jose State, which the two wins didn't help them at all. The loss hurt them. It dropped them down outside the top 30 at 31, even the win. I mean, the wins didn't do anything for them. The loss was a killer. So now they're up to 25. If they were to win tonight, you could have predicted it would probably put them right on the cusp or even just on the back end of the top 20 with a second straight win over – because right now – West Virginia is ranked as the sixth team in the country, and they're a top-10 RPI team. So any win over them really helps you. Uh, if the Longhorns could win this game tonight, they would jump even higher. And obviously, a, a sweep would, in addition to them getting a share of the Big 12, it would also put them into the top 20 in the RPI, headed to the Big 12 tournament. And, you know, if you're a share of the Big 12 championship, top 20, now all of a sudden the Longhorns are back in the conversation for hosting uh, at Falk Field, one of those four-team regionals, getting themselves into the top 16 seeds. Uh, you know the NCAA would love to have a regional in Austin. Of course. Because of the crowd size and the ticket sales and just the ability to have that that environment. Uh, but Texas has to work their way into it uh, and, and to be a host site. Because right now the only team in the Big 12 that is seen as a hosting team would be West Virginia. And so uh, it's a huge game tonight. Uh, LeBaron Johnson, Jr., and uh, as Craig Way has let me know, the starting pitcher tonight, and I know they'll talk about it more on Light the Tower, but the starting chunker for, uh, for them tonight is, a, is an interesting one. He said his name is Blaine Traxel. He's a seven-game winner. But Craig let me know that uh, he's got an unheard of five complete games this season. Five complete wow. games. So he's a horse going to the mound. Uh, by the way, speaking of the baseball, Craig Way has let me know that uh, Greg Swindell will be a guest on Light the Tower today, 11 o'clock hour. Greg Swindell. So baseball on the brain, golf on the brain, um Flower <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon on the Brain. That's a movie I'll probably see.
1: Is that Jason Sudeikis in that too? No. It's not.
0: It's Leo. Leo DiCaprio. Um it's a it's a period piece. So it's based in the 1920s. Um, but it's debuting at Cannes Film Festival this week. Who else is in that? Brendan Frazier is in this, someone named Lily Gladstone. Um, Robert De Niro, is in it. So, because if if Martin Scorsese he makes a movie, he's got to have De Niro in it. Absolutely, no. There's no doubt. Isn't that kind of the deal. Yeah. So it's based on the book "Killer" of the same name by David Grand, uh, "Killers of the Flower Moon." So looking forward to that. Craig Flowers with uh, intimate knowledge of that because that was filmed in his neighborhood in Bartlesville, like Oklahoma. Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Hey, you guys like this, buck, because college football's been a conversation. We're 100 days out. And um the Pac-12 they don't have a a new media rights deal yet. We know that, right? But this year on their their existing contract, listen to what they're doing in the Pac-12. And obviously this is to entice future potential suitors for the Pac for the for the, the teams in the remaining 10 in the Pac-12. But listen to what they're doing. I think I got to think coaches are going to hate this. But uh in-game head coach interviews in-game head coach interviews, pre-game and halftime locker room camera access. Oh, no. <laughs> coaches and student-athlete wired on-field pre-games, cameras in the coaches' booth without sound, and extended handheld camera permission. Somebody's going to slug one of these camera people.
1: One of these coaches. A lot of folks hanging around.
0: Yeah. yeah can you think... Yeah. <laughs> In game interviews, like I know they do this in basketball in the NBA, you know, a little coming back from break. Let's go talk to Greg Popovich or whoever we're talking to. But
1: those aren't truly live, live, are they? No,
0: no. Well, when they say in game, obviously they're not going to be sure. talking to the coach while they're, they're while coaching. they're going up and down a court. Yeah, it'd be in, and they have plenty of TV timeouts <laughs> in, in games where the red the red hats out there for three and a half minutes, letting you and holding the time up. You could have an interview there, uh, but that's interesting. But man, the pregame and then half for, halftime locker room camera no, access. Now get
1: out of my locker room. That's going to be a problem.
0: Me. That's going to be a problem. Heck, we saw. Coach. I got to pee,
1: and, I, and then I got to talk, and then I got to get. We saw, That's all you got there.
0: We saw Coach Sark at the Alamo Bowl, and that guy wouldn't let him go. He was like, "Hey, your hands off me! Your <laughs> hands off me!" Um, by the way, by the way, I was told that same guy that he got in, in his face at the Alamo Bowl. Uh, interrupted the pregame pep talk speech thing to say time. Coach, it's time to go. So he like cut his pre bowl game comments short, and that's why he got so upset because he was like, "Dude, you came and got me, and now you're not letting us go. What are we doing here?" Overreaction. Now we're just standing here. Oh, it was a complete overreaction, but that was that was an added piece of why Sark was so upset. Then he about got whipped him. by Washington. Then he got whipped by Washington. That is correct. And that's, then that
1: same damn quarterback's coming back for the Michael I, Penix. Michael Penix back for another year,
0: and they got a good team. Now one of their best pass rushers transferred though, which is weird. That, I mean, they're bringing that Washington's bringing back their best team in a long time. Yep. Um, and they're well, I guess since uh, Coach Peterson, Chris Peterson, had him in the final. I would have four. said this would
1: be the year to have the Pac-12 on with all these teams that are pretty good. Isn't Oregon State, pretty good. Oregon pa- State, pretty good quarter. Uh, good DJ, team.
0: Do DJ Uyunglele. Okay. Well, look, the Pac, it's not like the Pac-12 is not going to be on TV this year. They're going to be on. They're on Fox and they're on ESPN. But we're talking about the new contract, the next TV yeah, media when those dudes deal. are gone. Yeah. And that's, you know, because this, this year the contract includes UCSC, USC and UCLA. Correct. And so the what they're trying to get an agreement on is the new one once USC and UCLA are gone. Uh, and what does that look like? And they're having a hard time finding suitors at this point, which is why the Big 12 and the Big 10 are lurking. They also have the ACC threatening to, f- to fracture at this point because of the uncertainty and the unhappiness with the current media rights deal that they're locked in through locked into through 2036 so that is continuing to be an ongoing conversation too yeah it's gonna be an interesting summer it'll be a, an interesting summer so to say the least because... so this
1: infighting e within the the acc uh, o- over the money i mean does clemson are they thinking they should have a bigger piece of the pie we've been that we've been the deal over the last five six seven years we need to get more money or are they already getting more money
0: well, it's the same argument Texas used to make when there sure. was uneven revenue sharing in the Big Twelve. Like, but they we, want to
1: talk about it now. They don't. They don't right. want to just let it go.
0: And because everybody saw that it, when it was uneven in the Big Twelve, it led to disharmony. It just does. I mean, Texas made the fair, practical argument that look, we're creating most of this revenue, so we should get more. We should mean how much? How no much? No more
1: of that we're in a league. We're all in this together.
0: Right. Well, but that was Texas and the other big schools' arguments. Why is Iowa State getting an equal share to us? What is Iowa State bringing to the table as far as television sets and eyeballs? Uh, we're creating the revenue. Um, you know, I mean, Baylor, a team like Baylor, we're, we're the ones. Kansas State. So that led to an uneven revenue sharing model in the Big 12, which led to the Big 12's demise because it was uneven, and we would have these debates. You know, and look when, and, then, and then when Texas got the Longhorn Network it was what really flipped it for Texas for A&M, sure. and saying, okay, we're out of here. And this is completely unequitable. Uh, if we're in a conference, we should be in an alliance together. We should be all for one and one for all, no matter who's creating the revenue, we share in the revenues. And that's what the ACC signed off on was the idea of we're going to share all revenues, no matter who. And obviously a couple of years into the deal, they're looking at it in Florida state and Clemson, North Carolina, and some others are saying, well, we're creating all the money y'all. Uh, why is Wake Forest getting an equal share?
1: But the SEC still believes in that model. Correct well, for right now.
0: Well, because the SEC has the largest pool of money. Yeah, but I'm just Big saying, 10. but they all believe in that yeah. same model. Yeah, and they're similar, like schools. Now Vanderbilt gets a huge cut, right? Do they deserve that? Lucky them, right? They're in the right conference, right? Uh, but yes, the, the SEC is still, and they all are. The Big Twelve was the one outlier, but what the ACC is pushing for is they want, you know, different shares, and it'll lead to the demise. Same time, the seven schools that are fighting for it are saying we want to see if we can, we can legal our way out. Of this granting of rights, so we can get the hell out of here because we don't want them to be locked into this contract. And they're, you know, practically pragmatically saying, "Look, if we're making thirty and forty million dollars less annually than the teams in the SEC and the Big not Ten fair here, yeah, well, we can't keep up. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll, we'll be second class citizens here in the college football realm. Right now, we're on even you know, even footing for the most part. They're, you know, USC coming, USC and uh, and UCLA joining the Big Ten, and Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC are raising. The SEC and the Big Ten's payouts to a dramatic level, where the ACC is stuck where they are, and so those schools are to the point of we either want out, or we want uneven revenue sharing. We want a more piece of the pie so we can try to keep up with the schools in the Southeast, like Clemson. Right, Clemson would say, guys, if we we beat we're beat we're beating these schools in the SEC. We won a couple of national championships in the last couple of years, but if this if this continues for the next decade, we can compete with them. We won't be able to. That's just not going to happen, and. uh you know, it, it's just it's college football right now. Uh, so the ACC landlocked on the East Coast, Pac-12 is dealing with the same thing. That's why I think the Big 12 has put themselves in a good position to be the third conference. You know, you know if you're looking long term over the next 10, 15 years, the Big 12 with Brett Yormark now at the helm, I think they're in a position to poach if that big if that Pac-12 deal doesn't get done and add more teams, including maybe Colorado. What a what a boon that would be to get Colorado in the Denver market with you know Dion Sanders becoming such a a focal point of college football conversation. So that's all going on. Uh, And, you know, the the stories we read this week from the ACC reporting is that all these things are going to shake out in the next 30 to 60 days because this is when school's out, season's over, and outside of college baseball and the college softball, and this is when they have all these meetings, right? you got president's meetings. Uh, board of Directors meetings, and this is when these decisions get made over the next uh, 30 to 60 days um, before the start of next, fo- next football season. All right, we'll come back. When we do. I
1: just saw Brittany Griner. You know how the, they go up and do that chest kind of bump or the side bump? Her ass would hit me right in the face, wouldn't it? Yep. Seriously?
0: Brittany Griner, she's like 6'10", right? If
1: I went to jump with her, you know, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up maybe 6, 7 inches.
0: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> centimeters, <laughs> I, I, centimeters. I, okay,
1: I'm going to get up, but when she goes up, is her hip, Is one of her cheeks going to slap me across the face? Most likely. Damn, that's just not
0: right. We'll be back. Uh, we'll uh, set the table for Light the Tower, get the baton handed off, and roll on on a, on a busy Friday. It's Bucky and Aaron.
1: I should have never said anything about Brittany Griner and chest bumping or side bumping or butt bumping.
0: Don't. We're almost done. We're almost okay. out of here. We're going to hand the baton to Craig and the crew and light the tower. I believe I heard Jeff Howe is out today. Cam Cam Parker will be here. He'll have a lot on those uh, baseball games last night, including the one he called, Round Rock, with a thriller. They beat Westlake 1-0 last night. 1-0 on a walk-off hit, single in the seventh inning ball game. They beat Westlake. So they've got the first game. Game two is tonight at Westlake. They'll also have a third game, if necessary, played at Concordia. Also, Lake Travis, they got the jump on San Antonio Johnson because of a tremendous pitching performance. Their starting pitcher, uh, O.J., uh, what was his last name? He, He threw a complete game shutout. And uh, so Lake Travis a win away from advancing uh, with two chances to do it. Uh, Georgetown, unfortunately, took a loss last night. They got beat by uh, the team out of Montgomery last night, 11-2. to So Cam will have more on that. Craig will have a lot more on the Texas baseball series, including a visit with Greg Swindell in the 11 o'clock hour there. And should be a fun Friday on Light the Tower. U.S. Open, Justin Rosebuck to 3-under. Go, Rosie, go. After opening round 69, he is at 2-under uh, for his round today. So he's right on the heels of... Bryson DeChambeau. He's won a
1: major, correct? Yeah, the He's U.S. Got Open. Won. US yep.
0: Open. He won the one outside Philadelphia, did he not, if memory serves? is that's everybody's problem with, Ke- with Bryson DeChambeau. He won his U.S. Open in 2020 at uh, Wingfoot mm-hmm. in New York, which is a very similar course, uh, similar setup, similar style, same state, obviously. And, um,
1: same cold ass weather.
0: And, and well, yeah, well, that was the U S open, but this is the PGA championship and supposed to be beautiful weather into the weekend. There could be a little bit of rain, but as you heard Craig Flowers say this hour, having played that course on a handful of times that he learned that the grass will grow half, half an inch, half an an inch day. in a day. Yes. So, you know, this is going to get to t- become a tougher and tougher test of golf into the weekend. The pressure rises. That's what Pam said. greens says. speed up. What does Pam say?
1: Grow half an inch in the day. <laughs> half an
0: inch in a day. Bushy Pam Cummings.
1: <laughs> Come on. That's something you with it? Have that thought for next week. All right, I I know you gotta do something before we go, but There's let no me doubt. ask you this about, about... Just,
0: I was just gonna say Pam Cummings is not someone you'd like to play reverse chicken with. <laughs> no, Let's see that's
1: <laughs> a what, a, what, a, what, what a day. What a day. What a week for that. It's like an SOS pad. So fingerprinting, let's just go with this real quick, real quick so you can get on. Um so if your fingerprints stay the same all your life, correct?
0: Your
3: fingerprints stay the so same. So if I go to
1: jail, why do I have to be fingerprinted if I've been there once before, Ty?
3: To confirm your identity. To confirm you say that you are who you say you if are. They,
1: but if they have my stuff, if I'm in the same location,
3: you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but like, think how many times people have been falsely accused of things. Like, you got to make True. sure. I know you
1: got to draw all the T's and dot all the fingerprints. Like yeah. I
3: can't. Uh, that prevents me from going in there and being like, I- I'm Bucky Godbolt, arrest me. Like, all right, let's check your fingerprints. Look at a picture or something here. Okay, but you can burn them off with acid. Oh, you
1: can. Yes. Are you planning Ooh. on getting arrested? Who me? Yeah. Oh no! I just had a <laughs> I had a flashback when I was with you yesterday. and We went by the, the big green door.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Bucket Bucket had a photo shoot yesterday, and we I, I picked him up so we could park together and not because uh, we're parking downtown, and so yeah, we went right by the the big green door, the, the jail, monster. Travis Oof. County. The green door. I didn't know that's why they took you in the back door when you get of arrested. Of course I'm they I've not, do. not had, to de- had that experience. You leave out the front. You go in through the back. Yeah. With the big green, like, garage door. Oh, man. Gave you the... It's been gave 20 me. years now. Man, it
1: gave me the heebie-jeebies.
0: Hey, have a wonderful weekend, Buck. Enjoy get the you golf. Guys. Stay dry. Or stay cool. Whatever it might be. Tie you as well. Enjoy your gambling. Tonight, it's game... Two of the Eastern Conference semifinal series, Celtics and Heat. Of course, the Texas baseball game at 630. Taking Big one nine. in West Virginia. What's that?
1: Is he taking the points?
0: I'm, I'm Take, taking Boston. 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 I got the Boston. Heat. We're back on Monday morning, 6 a.m.